Hello, hello. Um, my name's Private Musings, and this is a uh, a second experimental Skypecast, which uh, I've called Not the Wikipedia Weekly. Um, just before I introduce everyone else in the room, um, I wanted to explain that if you're listening to this, um, do do get involved. It's very simple to have a look at the page. Uh, Skypecasts are fairly um, straightforward bits of technology, and they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed personally talking to a few Wikipedians over the last little while, um, and uh, I hope that this sort of platform can be a really good communications tool and um, and just fun and useful and, and all of those things. So, uh, but without banging on too much about that, um, I'll say that we've got uh, Danny Wool in the room. Hi. There's Danny, um, and we've got uh, Zaginda in the room. Hello. And we've got, uh, you may have heard her typing there, we've got uh, Derova in the room also. Hi there, sorry about the typing. <laughs> no worries at all. Well, um, yeah, as you sort of, you've, you've all seen from the topic list, we've had a very brief chat in this room just before recording, um, but basically the, the main purpose of today is to, to have a bit of a discussion about um, what I've sort of laughingly called God King Gate there, which is which is the, the the sort of the latest news and the um, the the scandal really and the and the valley wag and, and all of those sorts of aspects. Um, but and in particular, it's I'm particularly pleased that that Danny's chosen to come on and and say hello because um, Danny's obviously featuring very centrally in this in these discussions. Um, before we go sort of too far into it, um, I thought it would be really nice, Danny, if you could just sum up or explain. You know a bit about your Wikipedia biography, how you first heard of it, and and what roles you've played within both uh, the Wikipedia and Wikimedia Foundation. Sure, I'd be happy to. So, um, I've been around Wikipedia for a very long time, um, at least since early 2002. I don't remember when I came across my made my first edit or came across. Wikipedia in the first time I started my user page, um, I think it was in February 2002. Um, I'd been around a while before that first as a reader, um, and then slowly editing anonymously until I decided, you know, testing the waters, you know, fixing a comma here, waiting three days for somebody to kill me for it, <laughs> um, which they didn't, and then taking a bigger dare, fixing a typo. Um, figuring out how to do it, um, which took me some time, um, even though it was very easy then. I'm not very technical. Um, so I can, I've been officially around since February 2002. Um, I started as a contributor, just as everybody else did. Um, at that time, there was really no such thing, no such thing as admins, bureaucrats, stewards, board even, um, what have you. How many people, um, roughly, w when you were around, I believe that's a time when pretty much everyone knew everyone. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I could describe it like this. What I used to like about Wikipedia is that Mav, Daniel Mayer, Maverick, yeah. used to come yeah. home from work every night and go through all of the day's edits. <laughs> and he started complaining when it would take him more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> And, and go on then, Danny. You went from you went from an early contributor at that point. I mean, you know, and, and just uh, flesh out your your uh, how your involvement grew, and then you know. 
Okay, so um, I became an administrator um, at some point. Um, at that time, there was actually no vote for admin. So it was appointment. You would write a letter to the email, the ma- email to the mailing list, and then Jimmy would say, um, okay, you're an administrator. And that's how everybody did it. And I remember at that time he said, hmm, I'm not sure who you are. And then a couple of people vouched for me, and that was fine. Um <laughs> Over the time, I got more involved in various other parts of Wikipedia as well. Um, there were there were several things that I was involved with. I was involved. There was I think the first one was actually when Wikipedia got an award, a very a rather prestigious award, in New York City. And I happened to live in New York at the time, so I went and I accepted the award on behalf of the foundation. It was the first award that the foundation actually received. What was that? Um, there was the um, Prius Electronica. Okay. Which came with a, a nice little check with it. Um, that was one thing that I did on behalf of the foundation. Um, I um, also pushed for, um, they, were, they, they had created in 2003, they created the actual board, the infrastructure of the board. There were three people on the board at the time, Jimmy Wales, Michael Davis, and Tim Shell. And there was discussion of bringing in um, community member representatives on the board, which was Florence and Angela. And I actually pushed for running the election. So, you know, it was something that, yes, we would like to do this, and everybody was talking about it, and I said, okay, we're going to do it. And then they said, who's going to take charge to make sure it gets done? So I actually coordinated that opening election. Um, so is this somewhat which, like, I've read um, I've read David Gerard's page, which says in, you know, the off- it's been repeated, you know, in Soviet Wikipedia, a job finds you. Um, if you. If you put your hand up to be involved in anything, you suddenly get involved in a lot more. Is that what happened? You know, I give, I'll answer you that with, when I was in the army, um, one of the people you used to stand ready um, early in the morning and they would ask, who plays violin? And you say, okay, I'm going to raise my hand here. And I say, okay, all the people who raise their hands, go f- go clean the toilets. So <laughs> <laughs> essentially that's what it was. Yes. You did so let's skip, through, let's skip through the distant past now and to say um, what you, you were employed by the foundation thereafter. Right. I was grants coordinator. I was involved with the original Wikimania. Um, the original idea for Wikimania um, was based on an idea that I had discussed with somebody one night who developed it considerably further, um, brought it to Jimmy, and the whole thing came together. It evolved. Um, I was grants coordinator. I brought in a couple, a couple of grants to the foundation. Um, smaller grants, $40,000, $10,000, I think each one was. Um, yeah. And it was realized at the first Wikimania that there was need to really organize this because there was such a large group of people there and such enthusiasm. And this was an office run out of everybody's bedroom or garage or home office or whatever. Um, and it was decided to put something together. Um, a series of other circumstances, which aren't really important, occurred um, so that in early September, I volunteered my services. I told Jimmy that if he is willing, um, I will move down to Florida um, to take over the position. I was work- I was employed then in a museum in New York City. Um, I was in charge yeah. of part- and part of the education department there. Um, and so he said yes, and we came to an agreement about what the employment terms were. We did that in a five-minute phone call, essentially. And within, a, I gave a week's notice, and 
Within 10 days, I was living in St. Petersburg, and I've been living here ever since. So I basically came into the office. When people call the office, I don't think everybody even knows what the office looked like. The <laughs> office was a, it was the new office. There was an old office. This was the new office. They had just moved there. Um, they had cleaned it up for me. Um, and basically, I sat down there, and I started to learn the job, what it is to have a Wikipedia office. So the yeah. essential norms for that were things that I put into place, like answering the phone. Um, until recently, um, until about a month ago, it was still my voice on the answering machine of the office telephone, for example. Um, yeah. What is it? It's basic little things. I, I had the official title of grants coordinator, but I was also the receptionist. I was also the. So there was, it was the in the manner of a lot of startups. There was a there was a, a you know all hands to the on deck. There was a lot of jobs to do, and, and sure enough, you ended up doing a lot of jobs. <laughs> That's. Uh, I was the person there. Jimmy was traveling yeah. quite extensively at that time. Um, yeah. There were other people sitting in the office, but they weren't officially involved with Wikipedia. Well, okay. Well, moving on. That's. I wanted to get. I wanted to sort of. Uh, a. I was very interested because I've sort of known. Um, I'm, I've been a long time. I mean, I've, I personally have edited Wikipedia for almost four years, under in a very sort of gnomish fashion. Um, Darova, how long? How long have you been involved with Wikipedia? I made my first edit in October two thousand five. And can you hear you, me? Yes, can hear you loud and clear. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no worries. And Zaginda, how long have you been around? Oh, well, Zaginda's uh, pipe up if you if you catch that, Zaginda. Um, I just wanted to put. Um, I, I was curious, Danny, about you know the the history of it, the, the backstory. Um, obviously, what what I want to move on to now is the more immediately stuff in the more in the, well in the present, really. Um, I thought it would be important to frame this sort of discussion now by sort of saying that what I'm after certainly is to uh, is to improve communications and to bring things out into the open and to be able to talk about them. Um, I actually saw on um, on the on the mailing list, um, Slim Virgin posted uh, in, a, in a thread that's gone on to be very very long. But she started out by saying, um, "Everyone involved in this, no matter how right they feel they are, has to muster the strength and courage to put their individual interests to one side and to focus on the project because it really is a wonderful, unique, or inspiring thing we're involved in here." Um, and I thought those were quite inspirational words. Uh, any, what do you think of that, Derova, that sentiment? Ooh, good question. Could you come back to me in a second? I'd like to hear Danny's answer. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, okay. So, Danny, would you, I mean, we spoke previously yesterday, and, and you sort of were saying that your motivation uh, was very much the project at heart. So I, I wonder if, you know, if, you'd, if you've had a chance to see that mailing post or if you would agree that that's, that's what we're trying to do here. It's not really, uh, not really anything else. I think I fully agree with that, that sentiment. Um, it's a lofty sentiment, and the goal should certainly be the projects and the well-being and the welfare of the projects and the efficient running of the projects. Um, I think there's a, there's a level of community involvement as well. Um, chapters, for example, are playing a very important role these days. Um, but, yes, the focus should be on the projects. And we'll come to this later, but I think this is a very... Um I think there's a time, like, this is a growth pain in lots of ways, the way I see it. Um, Wikipedia's sort of trying to, I mean, there are, there are other issues, you know, there's, there's difficult arbitration cases coming to a head as we speak. 
and it, it seems that some issues that have been unresolved for a while are, for whatever reason, this first, you know, the, the beginning of 2008 is a time when a lot of a lot of things are sort of being looked at and trying to be resolved. Um, I might add, I think the first response to uh, to Slim Virgin on the mailing list was, uh, I forget who it was, but someone saying, in all seriousness, uh, how about we just sort of stop talking about it and, and get back to writing articles? And, and, and that's um, that's something that's a, that comes back again and again. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, a lot of, in a lot of ways, the, the wiki would be a better place if that were taken to heart a lot. But then we've got to have a way to be able to bring these things out, haven't we, to talk about governance, to see if there's any... Uh, any improvements that can be made and what issues uh, need to get looked at. Um, can I can I jump in here for a second, if I may? Of course. Um, I think there's a distinction that has to be drawn between two bodies here. Um, there are projects, and the projects is within S because there are multiple languages and there are multiple projects. Um, not only am I, am I involved in Wikipedia, I'm involved in Wikisource, for example, um, which is a wonderful little project. So I think that, yes, the focus has to be on the projects, and that's the Wikipedia media, the Wikipedia, Wikisource, Wiktionary, Wikibooks, whatever those projects may be in their multiple languages. Um, there is also the, or there is an organizational level which can't be ignored, and that's the WMF, which um, makes the Wikipedia, makes running Wikipedia possible, because for Wikipedia to exist, for example, I'm going to use that only because it's the largest one and the best known one. Um, requires servers, requires electricity, requires money, essentially, to do that. So there is a level where the where there is a role for the Wikimedia Foundation um, to play a role there. So I think yes, people should be involved with the projects, um, but there should also be concern with the organization that runs the projects. Um, the projects are very grassroots. I would hope that they re continue to remain grassroots. I think there's a certain level of professionalism needed in the organizational structure of it. Um, there's discussion whether yeah. it existed before or it didn't exist or whether it exists now or it doesn't exist. Um, would you say, Danny, would you, would you say that the, the, what we're going to go on now to talk about, obviously, your your assertions and, and some of the issues. Is it fair to say that, that the meat of what you're talking about relates really solely to the to the foundation, not necessarily, you know, to the to the health of the foundation, which would therefore impact the health of the projects it runs? Exactly. Exactly. You said it better than I could. I was blab blab. <laughs> Well, um, to briefly, I mean, you know, the, the stories that have been, uh, that are, you know, Jimbo's in the news. Let's, let's cut to the chase. That's, that's the truth. Um, mm -hmm. the, the sort of salacious aspects uh, I'm not particularly interested in talking about at all um, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> beyond being sort of great gossip, uh, there's not a lot of meat on the bone there, in my view. Um, if, if you feel there is, then obviously there's, there's plenty of places and plenty of ways to engage with that. Um, throughout the web and, and, you know, even throughout Wikipedia, but it, that it doesn't interest me so much. Um, the, there is a small bit of interest related to, to Jimbo's role um, as an editor and as a founder and, and, and his possible conflict of interest. And I don't know, Darove, if you've had a chance to look at the, uh, you know, the assertions of, well, specifically Jimbo and, and his influence over the Rachel Marsden article, um, Rachel Marsden being... 
Yeah, have you got any thoughts? We're going to move on to talk about the foundation at some greater length, but I thought we'd just sort of kick this one to the curb to start with. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, Jimbo is in a pretty unique position here. One of the questions that that ran through my head when I saw that is, well, if you happen to be Jimbo Wales and a few words from you carry as much as a weight as a few words from him carry, how much disclosing do you do when you happen to date somebody who has an article about themselves? Is it everybody at OTRS's business um, who you've gone out to the movies with? Well, one pre- I mean, one would presume the answer would be no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he's he's in a unique position there. Obviously, he needed to do some disclosing, and he did some, and uh, it's it's so tempting to second guess it after the fact, but um, what really is the the correct balance there? I'm not sure where it would be. Of course, I'm not an OTRS volunteer myself, but I've often worked with them. And have you had a chance to look? I mean, the the defence, if you like, that's been offered firmly is that look, uh, Jimbo's. I think he said it in his statement. He's he's proud of his involvement with OTRS, and uh, really the the Rachel Marsden article uh, was was improved by uh, its attention. I think that's the um, that's one of the comebacks that, that's been mentioned. Well, um, part of this goes to the um, time sequence and when he says he met her, when changes were made to the article. Uh, really, I'm not in any kind of a position to verify that. If things happen in the sequence that he said they did, then I don't think there would be a very serious problem, although I haven't looked at every OTRS edit in that article history. And in fact, you've just touched there on the one thing that, um, the one aspect that that did interest me, which is that um, Jimbo in his statement said that he met Rachel um, just the once, physically, (laughs) if that's not too uh, awkward a word, Um, uh, which seemed to me to be somewhat at odds with uh, with the eBay auctions, etc., that uh, apparently there was um, there were visits at, at her apartment, possibly. That that concerns me. It seems that that there's confusion there, either on the part of um, Ms. Marsden or, or possibly Jimbo. Um, but aside from that, my look at it is that there wasn't any horrible point of view editing, or or I, I think um, I don't think that the Jimbo's influence on the article is is um, is that bigger story. Um, Danny, have you got any, any? Have you had a chance to look at that aspect at all? Um, I've certainly considered that aspect of it. There, well, one of the things that I always pushed, I answered a lot of phone calls in the office, um, and people would constantly call and say, "Hey, they edited their articles, or they put up articles about themselves, and things got switched around, or edited, or changed, or things that they didn't like." Uh, or they got reverted. Um, I, I think there is something that we do warn people rather clearly on the page. Do not edit this article if you have a conflict of interest here. If it's your friend, your family, um, your business associate, your own business. So if we're going, I think that, that if there are certain rules, and I agree, the article has improved. And in bringing bringing the problems with the Marsden article to the attention of the OTRS volunteers or the community is certainly legitimate. Um, using influence to sway the content of the article one way or another is not. 
So I think that's really the question. Did it did it really improve? Um, I haven't think it did. But the question is, do you use influence to do you use particular amount of influence to sway an article one direction or another? And I think that's what was very controversial here. And uh, what, another interesting aspect is um, there have been a lot of accusations. You know, there's a lot of in-jokes, of course, on Wikipedia about there is no cabal and, and uh, is there some sort of secret conspiracy. Um, uh, and I think externally, uh, some of the players involved with the OTRS ticket system uh, and some of the administrative actions, um, well, it was, a, it was a particular crowd of people. And, and that, that interest, uh, I'd be very interested to hear how they feel, actually. Um, I'd like them to, to, you know, whether they felt um, perhaps let down by Jimbo in terms of, you know, what he was apparently instant messaging while saying, I have a conflict of interest, also saying, but I haven't declared the half of it, you know, um, those sorts of things. Um, but uh, given that I don't think there's much more to talk about there, um, it's been reported, Danny, that you've sort of, you having seen that these stories come out, you felt that... Um, that it was time to stop sitting on your hands. Is that fair? You know, you were, you didn't, you'd known, you'd had these feelings, these misgivings about aspects of foundation uh, behavior and the ways things were working there. You've had misgivings for a while and you, you didn't want to harm the project, but you felt that in the light of these allegations, now would be a, a good time to, to pipe up. Is that, is that accurate? That is accurate. And, uh, uh, and, well, to go on then, it's, um, your, your blog is linked to from the, not the Wikipedia Wiki page, but uh, I'm sure many people will have read it anyway. Um, uh, I, I'll just hand the floor to you for a sec to, to sort of say, you know, what, what, are, what, are you, what are your, what's your desired outcome from raising the issues that you're raising and what do you see as the key sort of questions that need answering? Um, okay, so there's two things here. I think the questions that need answering are, what happened in the past? Um, how does that impact the culture of the foundation? And yeah. we're seeing that now. We're the way. How does that impact the finances? Where, and the desired outcome is part of a much larger topic on where is the foundation heading? Um, what's going on with the foundation? The foundation is undergoing an incredible change right now. And there's people that are very much for it. And I know for a fact that there are people very much against the way that the foundation is heading. Um, there's also a level of a certain mythology. You know, there's this, this story of Wikipedia, um, which people talk about, which is essentially myth. It was yeah. myth that was created, I would suggest even consciously, to promote this project, you know. Um, and I, th I think that is problematic. I think in some well, ways... See, what, when you say the myth, Danish, what's... Is that the myth of altruism, the myth of wiki love, or, or what would you say that the myth is? I think that's part of the myth, certainly. I think just the very creation myth of Wikipedia um, is questionable, to be, to be sure. I mean, there was a wealthy trader who always loved reading encyclopedias, so he created Wikipedia um, for altruistic purposes. Um, no. I don't, I don't buy any of that. And I think the people that critically examine the sources are going to see what I mean by that. Um, look at the early emails. I posted a, one post on my blog called The Question for Eric, where Eric himself called into question that whole mythology. 
just a year ago, December 2006, I believe, that he did that. And said, wait, no, Jimmy didn't create Wikipedia. Um, I think it's certainly true. I mean, the foundation's like, it's moved, for instance, from Florida to San, San Francisco. Uh, yeah. and it's, it, it's hired, hired lots of people. Um, yeah. the, the delay in the audit was, um, was, you know, that was a, a bit of an issue. The, the audit took a while to come out. And um, let's get to the meat of it now because we're, we're sort of in. Um, Danny, you've you've asserted that that uh, that basically the well specifically that that money may have been wasted by the foundation in ways that didn't improve its aims. Exactly. And I, do you want to do you want to just say a bit more about you know the way? Can you can you say clearly the ways in which that that sort of happened and and what you think sort of possibly should be done about it? I think that. This is a foundation. It's a charitable foundation. We take money from people. One of the many hats that I wore was I was the person that went to the mailbox, picked up the mail, um, made sure that there was a record of every single donation. So I know every single donation that was made from 2003 with the first two PayPal donations all the way down to when I left. I tracked that. I followed it. I set up the system by which or I helped to set up the system by which it was um, it, it was kept. The stories that came with the donations were just as moving, if not more, than the actual fact that there were donations. So there were people that were giving money um, who didn't have it. People would write, hey, I don't have enough money to pay rent this month, so I can only give you $10. Please take yeah. it. And can, at this uh, point, I'll, I'll introduce one thing that I've... I, we spoke about this briefly yesterday, Danny, but I wondered if there's a sort of... Um, if there's a shift in in the way people, or if there's a, a tension in 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 sort of the conceptual framework, if you like, or the way people think of of Wiki, um, if if any of us uh, haven't had the chance to read Jimbo's talk page lately, it's well worth it. And um, Giano in particular relates a story about a a, a ball, uh, a charity ball in Palermo. He's sort of saying that by way of in his usual style, he he, he spins a tale where. If you wish to raise millions of dollars as opposed to tens of dollars, then then some uh, significant expenditure is necessary. Um, and I think uh, another another uh, sort of fairly well respected or well known editor is Guy Chapman, who's who's piped up at the talk page of Jimmy's article, sort of saying that there's no story here. Wikipedia uh, WMF is a very small business anyway. Basically, it's a case of oh, Jimbo was a bit slack with his expenses. But he squared it away, and the foundation lawyer signed it off. Um, I would contend it's questionable whether he squared it away, um, but I think there, there's much more to it than that. Yes, you have to spend money to make money. As a matter of fact, it's common amongst nonprofits, and I've worked in nonprofits before, and I raised money for nonprofits before. You must spend money to raise money. In fact, that's a given that it costs. You you estimate how much it costs to raise every dollar. So for every dollar, it can cost twenty cents. It can cost seventy cents. You try to be as efficient as possible with that. One of the examples is during my tenure in the office, I instituted um, a policy by which every donation over a certain amount was received a thank you note, a thank you card in the mail at the end of the year. Um, yeah. That's something that cost us money. We paid for postage. We paid to print up Wikipedia thank you cards. I don't know if they so. Just to be to, to stick to the to be very specific, um, there's a there's a feeling out there amongst you know Giano and 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 JZG um, uh, that they're probably I wouldn't describe them as close Wiki friends, but <laughs> but they um, 
they're both sort of representing the same attitude, which is a sort of, uh, the, I think the section Gianna created was called non-story. Um, and, uh, well, let me continue with this story, and I think I'll get that, that message across. It's When I sent out the thank you cards um, the first time, which was in 2005, the end of 2000, Christmas 2005, there was an uproar. How dare I spend money like that? Because yes. that that's a waste of money, and people aren't giving money for thank you cards or anything like that. And the cost of the thank you cards was actually minimal. Um, we did yeah. bulk. We printed in bulk. It was volunteers that I spent many a weekend and many a night licking envelopes to make sure that they went out. <laughs> um, but they had a payback. People were grateful for it because there were also people that said, I'm never donating to you again because I didn't get any recognition of it. Um, we also sent yeah. out tax forms with the thank you cards. And yet there was an uproar in the community about how, how we can waste money on thank you cards. I would yeah. then ask the question, what were the other expenses that are even more questionable? Let's assume they're right. I think they're wrong, but let's assume they're right. If it's questionable to thank donors, would it not be more questionable to ask donors for certain amounts of money and then to use it frivolously? If we're going to be so careful with the money that donors donate to us, that we're not even going to send out a thank you to them. Um, so, in fact, in fact, Danny, to take, to, to take Giano's example, um, you, you sound, it sounds to me like you're, you're saying you have no problem with spending any amount of money as long as it gets the return. I think, no, I, I'm not saying that. I think there, there has to, it has to be determined what that money, what that amount of money is. And it also has to be yeah. what that project is that you're doing to get the return. So I agree. You know, it, it could be that it's a great idea for the Wikimedia Foundation to run a costume ball or um, <laughs> a high-profile $10,000 plate dinner where they pay $2,000 per each head, but they each bring in $8,000. I've actually worked on dinners like that for my previous job. Exactly, Th those yeah. are acceptable ways to raise money. No question. The question is, if the money and the money there was coming from small donors, little donors, kids, and people were opposed to the most basic usage of the money, um, the way the money was used was careless. Yeah. And in fact, money, I'll just ask... Just to, go ahead, Danny. If I just, one sentence, please. If you know, if it do, if, and I saw this email, this letter should still be there in a file. I'll ask them to find it. There was a guy that gave, and I give this story all the time, a guy that donated $3.50 by check to the Wikimedia Foundation with a handwritten note that said, I'm a college student. I, you've saved my life countless times. I can't afford lunch. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I can't afford anything. I'm, all I can send you is $3.50, but I'm skipping lunch to do it. And I know he was telling the truth because the check bounced. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he bought lunch anyway. He possibly got a beer that night, you know. But that that's, you know, when you bounce a $3.50 check, you know that the person is in desperate, so dire circumstances. Um, now, yeah. So, uh, just to, to, so to is that kind of money, what are we going to spend it on? Or I can see spending it on servers. I can see spending it on salaries. I can see spending it on raising more money. I can't see spending it on frivolous dinners. I can't see spending it on renting a tux. I can't see spending it on travel expenses, which are unnecessary. I think that's wrong. So it's the fact is that, yes, you have to raise, to raise money, you have to spend money. 
But that's not what the money I'm talking about that was spent. You know, you could take people out for dinner. I go out for dinner. I'm in St. Pete. I've taken people out for dinner here. I've gone out with people for dinner here. There are plenty of restaurants in this city and in Tampa even more. Um, you can be also frugal, even if you're speaking with donors. Um, even if you want to treat donors, and they weren't exactly donors, they became donors. Um, I don't even want to yeah, go into that. Interestingly, if you, looking at Jimbo's talk page, um, Giano makes the comment that uh, in actual fact, for, for Jimbo to be hiring suits um, is embarrassing for the foundation because he should have his own suit. Um, and it, it's almost the same point you're making, but coming from sort of completely the other angle. Um, I think to sum it up, you're saying that being a being a charity, clearly being a charity, and being supported um, on a grassroots level adds an almost greater moral and ethical dimension to the responsibility for spending. Yes. And um, I, I want to, I mean, you've been very clear on your blog that, you know, you feel that there's questions to be answered there. Um, I'll ask you, like, I don't want us to get into too technical details because... You know, this is the role of this is to have an open conversation and for anyone, to, you know, uh, in fact, just to be very clear, this is a wiki uh, effort. Anyone that wishes to host similar conversations or come and chat and or do anything really, you know, can and should. Um, and as I said, I don't want us to get too technical, but to, perhaps just briefly, um, you to sum up the expenses issue, um, Jimbo was very, very behind in his re- uh, submitting of receipts. This seems to be the common ground. Um, and then it was uh, at a point that it was uh, sort of resolved. Um, I think you've asserted that Jimbo paid uh, some money to the foundation. Is that, that's what you're saying. Yes. And uh, there's an aspect of that that, is, that people have asked about, which did interest me as well, which is that um, w- was that, a, you know, uh, was that sort of clearly marked or was that a donation or um, would you have any idea technically what happened there? I can just say that I, I did not intend for that to come out the way it did, but I will say clearly, the money that he gave can be found for anybody who's looking to verify the story. The money can be found in the donation log, the CRM donation log, that was set up shortly before this for the first fundraiser. So if they want to find, if they want to find out where this money, that this money was there, is Danny telling the truth? There are two yeah. checks um, that were given at that particular time. Um, whether it <laughs> Someone's phone's ringing. It's not mine. Sorry, that was mine. I just got rid of it. Oh, that's all right. I've just bumped her over down. She can come back up. Okay, so, um, so I, I think that's where the money can be. That's where that, the evidence of that story can be found. Whether Jimmy actually got a tax rebate from it, I do not know. I, I, well, one I would assume I, not. It's just you, you mean you offer that as a corroboration. Actually, <laughs> my assumptions are very different, but I don't know. I have no evidence either way. Okay, um, I think uh, Danny, is there any in terms of other like uh, again, we're we're talking generally here. Um, you, you've talked about you know wanting to promote. I, I guess what you could you know you want the foundation to be run properly, to be making money where it should be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what would your be, you know, would you have any idea what you would want for the next, you know, next two or three months, say? How would you like this to be digested? Ideally? Yeah. Um, since my charges are very serious, um, the que- I would like people to ask the very basic question. 
If anything that I said is true, A, is it acceptable? B, are there legal consequences for it? So basically, um, it's, it's, I'm not saying, and let me be clear here, I'm not saying Jimmy should go to jail. I don't believe that in the least. But are there, what are the consequences for it? Um, so first of all, it, I mean, does this, does this endanger our 501c3 status? Which is something it took us a while to get. So, yeah. you know, the, the 501c3 status in the United States, I imagine you're speaking from Britain, but it's a very specific legal status that you have as a, as a charity to be um, a not-for-profit. And you have to follow a certain set of guidelines and rules in order and to comply with those guidelines and rules in order to be a 501c3. Some of these activities threaten the 501c3 status. Um, there were auditors in the office. Um, as a matter of fact, I was on the first audit committee, so I've certainly seen all the books. The main audit book for the first audit was called Danny's Audit File, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it was a yeah. red folder that sat in what last became Sue's office, <clears throat> where I ran around collecting all the necessary documents, which weren't always that easy to find. Um, yeah. Some of them didn't exist, but we had to get them. So that those are certainly things that should be considered, but I think an independent investigation, there, there have been rumors about this kind of stuff in the WMF for a very long time. Amongst donors, amongst other people, um, and those rumors didn't originate with me. Yeah. But I, I, I think we'll... Um, let, let me finish the sentence. To ensure the stability and the continuity of the foundation and the well-being of the foundation, it's important to investigate this properly, whether it's an IRS audit, an attorney general audit, it should be investigated. And uh, I, I'd, I'd like to draw that into to sort of moving on to some final thoughts and comments. Um, uh, just to build on what I was saying about this, this being a time when, when Wikipedia really is looking to resolve things, um, I noticed a couple of things. First of all, um, Eric's initial reaction um, on the mailing list was to sort of indicate that he was not willing to engage with you um, in, on that platform, which would sort of, uh, that's one thing. Uh, and then we had a, at Jimbo's tool page, we had um, Thelonious Monk, who's very widely respected and, and quite an influential administrator, um, suggest that it was time to archive the story. Uh, whereupon I think it was Gianna who responded almost straight away saying, you know, no, that's crazy. Let's let's talk about it. Let's get it talked through and then we can move on. Um, I wonder if this is a time when uh, when Wikipedia is willing to investigate these things and, and look at them and talk about them. Um, I'll bring Derover. Oh, just before I bring Derover in for some thoughts as well, um, a couple of other things that 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 I noticed that I think um, are positive steps and uh, and are, are things that are showing that Wikipedia can uh, self criticize, self analyze, and learn from things. Um, we've got the uh, uh, well next week. In fact, Judd Bagley, otherwise known as User Word Bomb, is sharing a platform at a media conference in New York with Gil Penchina. Um, I think it's pronounced Gil, and Gil's the CEO of Wikia. Um, that'll be very interesting to see the uh, the conversation that happens there. Um, and we've also got the uh, uh, the, um, the the Manton Moreland case, where there's some of the most open. Uh, this is in terms of the English Wikipedia. There's been some of the most open and and transparent sort of uh, discussions of of how decisions being made. With Brad posting what was quite a difficult decision to write, which was then pretty much roundly panned and then 
and then coming back and talking about it more. Um, Darova, I'll bring you in at this point, just to actually, just to go backtrack a bit, but to sort of, to, to having listened to Danny and, and see what your thoughts are on, on that whole thing. Well, I think one of the first things that comes to mind listening to Danny talk about the, the background with this is we've, those of us who have worked very deeply in any one area have undoubtedly been in a group conversation where someone comes along with a very extreme heartfelt opinion that's also pretty out of touch with the way that uh, things are generally done. And that was my impression, and I wasn't involved in that particular thank you note discussion, but that was my impression. Just hearing you describe it, I've had that same conversation in several different contexts myself. Um, I also note that people like that tend to walk away after a couple of weeks and not really follow through on the larger areas. Um, was was that an, uh, a correct impression that I got there, Danny? I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. Um, well, okay, you you had some some people come along and and tell you that it was the wrong use of money to to send out thank you notes, right? And were those people who were also involved in in broader areas of fundraising or or who you worked with uh, on other fundraising efforts or were these kind of I call them drive-by opinions? Yeah, I would say it was mostly drive-by opinions. Although it was also it was from both sides, both sides actually. Mm. It was people that um, that um, have, were involved in other very high-level. Um, aspects of the foundation. In fact, those are their people that I contend, and I can't speak for them. And I do hope at one point they will speak up. Um, some of the people that that questioned what I was doing with that were people that actually know the story, and if they were to speak up, could verify my story. I guess the other question that I've got about uh, about your decisions in these last few days have been about timing and venue. Um, I've just seen how this has all played out so publicly and, and, you know, doesn't necessarily make things look the best. Do you really think that it's for the best, how would I put it, for for the good of the foundation that you've been so public about this? Uh, Had you knocked on other doors and and raised these same issues in in every other way possible more discreetly? Yes. As a matter of fact, I ran for the board. When I ran for the board, one of my big platform issues was the idea of an independent ombudsman to oversee what was going on in the foundation. Now that you've read everything that I said, I think you'll understand why I called for that. Um, it's still mm-hmm. something that hasn't been that hasn't been implemented. If you look at it again, you'll also see the most contentious issue that I that I had with the foundation at the time of when I was running for the board um, was the whistleblower policy. That was where people screamed at me about things that I was saying, and I began to slowly, gradually release some of the information, some of the things that I knew, very small tidbits that I knew or that I thought were being done wrongly. Um, the answer is, the, the question was, if you have an independent ombudsman, they, they, the whistleblower, let's, no, let's start this way. The whistleblower policy basically states that if there is a problem, if you see some wrongdoing in the foundation, then it is upon the person to go to either 
the chair of the board or to the executive director. In my case, I saw wrongdoings by both the chair of the board and the executive director. Who am I left to go to? Oh, dear. That's a very strong statement you've just made. Uh, it's a very strong statement that I've made, and the board knows that it's true. The board received countless emails that Brad never appeared in the office, for example. Um, they know they know that it's true. The board yeah. at that time, at least, knows that what I'm saying is true. And uh, I think I, we, and I, in I talking I yesterday... the people that do know that this to speak up, because there are so many people that know what I'm saying is true. And we, we can see that... emails to me aside saying, I wish I could say this, I wish I could vouch for you. Um, all of that aside, it's unfortunate. But yes, I, how, do you, how do you run an organization where you can't whistleblow because the people that you would whistleblow against are the... Are the people who are the whistle, who are the ombudsman for the organization? You need somebody. <laughs> well, that's, it's happened. Independent. It's happened Obviously. time and time again historically, internationally, hasn't it? It's. Um, I think we concluded our conversation yesterday, Danny, by sort of saying you you mentioned a, a quote from a, I think you were saying a book you were reading actually about um, the, the Napoleonic Revolution or, or Napoleon who sort of said uh, beware that the greatest enemy of revolution is it is it is is its success. Um, yes, and just sort of saying your your feeling, perhaps, or the the thought that that Wikipedia has, uh, well, the revolution is has been incredible. Uh, I don't think if I'd have told you, Danny, back in two thousand and um, uh, I think two, you said when you first came across this this hobby, uh, if I'd have shown you now where Wikipedia would be, um, I, I doubt you'd have believed me. I doubt I would have joined. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you have any, um, Darova, do you, how would you like to see this sort of, you know, what's the best way to, to address these concerns or, or not, or to deal with it, and, and what's, what's your, uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking a lot here, but would you have any sort of advice for the best way forward? Well, I think some people might uh, tune into this and, and suppose that I'm much closer to being in the loop than I am. Danny was in the office for quite some time, and uh, I've never set foot in it. I, I uh, haven't uh, been to Florida in, gee, in 10 years or more, and uh, even though I do live in California, I'm in the other end of the state, and I'm not really all that involved in the foundation governance so I I want to step back and, and keep an open mind here, and I, I really would like to believe the best of, of everybody involved. It's one of those, you know, naive, assume good faith things that he certainly sounds sincere. Um, and then again, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to believe the best of Jimbo and, and of, of everybody else that he's speaking about. So I'd, I would like to find out, uh, you know, if with allegations these serious uh, coming from someone, uh, you know, of Danny's stature, um, I would like to see that... Um, I'm sorry, somebody just tried to chat me here and I lost track. <laughs> but... Um, I would like to see him, uh, what the books say. I mean, he's saying this is in the books. Uh, one way or another, let's clear the air. So there's some, some I, I would say that there's a, uh, possibly some, some questions the foundations could answer sort of promptly and quickly. Um, we haven't touched on the fact that Sue did immediately come out, of course, and, and, and make her statement, um, I think, on your blog, Danny. 
Uh-huh. And I asked her a question about it. And I asked that question, yeah. same question yeah. again. Is she willing to state unequivocally that Jimmy Wales never wrote a check to the WMF to reimburse the WMF for his personal expenses? In other yeah. words, he was caught and he had to pay it back. Or else, in other words, if you want, that's one way of looking at it. Or you could say he took a loan from the WMF and he had to pay it back. But he did, there was reimbursement. Is she willing to come out and say unequivocally that Jimmy Wales never reimbursed the, the Wikimedia Foundation? That's well, I think this, this one, there are questions. I mean, there are questions all over the place. And one thing being, you know, the wiki being the wiki, uh, I'm sure hundreds if not, well, tens if not hundreds of thousands of words will continue to be written. Um, that's all we've, uh, I, I think we'll draw a veil there because um, uh, we've we probably lost our seven or eight listeners that we might have had. Uh, we're into the hour mark. But thanks heaps, Danny, for coming on and Derova, and um, I've really enjoyed it, and I, I find this sort of thing fascinating, so thanks. Okay, my pleasure. Thank you. And, and in fact, just before you go, Zaginda, are you still there? Yes. Is that, uh, thank you so much for, for coming to the room and listening. Anything you want to say or any questions as a final word? Well, if all these things are just coming out now, what else is just waiting on the back burner to come out? Well, I, think we'll end, <laughs> I think we'll keep our eyes peeled to Danny's and others' blogs from that regard. Um, I'm going to hit stop now, guys, but stay in the room and we'll have a quick uh, conflab. Thanks for listening. See you later.